Good morning, everyone, and welcome. My name is Wayne, and uh, I'm a pastor here at Life Changes Church, and I'm married to a beautiful wife called Jen. She's the headmistress here of Junior Junction, a beautiful school, and I'm the father of two sons. And we serve in this church called Life Changes Church. And what a privilege that we could serve you at this time. This morning, straight off the bat, I want to tell you and, and really just bring you into a scripture that we have perhaps forgotten, maybe not spoken about much, but I'd like to bring that back. Gabe spoke so beautifully um, a few days ago where he said that he's taking us back. And I'd like to do the same with this scripture. It is John 3.16, one of the most powerful scriptures you could ever, ever find in the Bible. I believe that that is the scripture that could set man on his path, understand who God is, his character, and the security he has for us. Let me read that scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever... Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. What a beautiful scripture found in John 3.16. And why don't we pray before I head off and telling you a little bit more about this powerful, powerful scripture. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you for your gift, the Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, even now as we go back, as we, we delve deep into the scripture that hearts will be open as they see you for the loving, kind Father that you are. We thank you, Lord. Today, hearts will be changed. Hearts will be turned towards you. For this scripture that you've given us is a binding scripture of truth. And the one that's centered is the one who loves. So, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful scripture. I remember... Um, years, years, years ago, when I was still a young teenager, we had what we called open doors in our home. And open doors is something that when on a Wednesday night, we would open our doors and those who wanted to preach the message, we would have families walking the streets. And when they see your door open, they knew that it was an invitation for them to come in and share the word of God. And we loved those moments. In fact, I was one of the guys who loved sitting at the back but every time we had open door prayer meetings, this scripture would come up. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I always thought to myself, love the world? Really? How is that possible? I'm living in poverty. We're struggling. And I'm trying to make sense of this scripture itself. Now, let me say this off the bat. If we do not understand Scripture, we will always struggle. If we do not understand Scripture, and if we do not understand the Word of God, we might even perish. And so in doing that, in understanding what God is really telling me at that time, so many times I've forfeited the moment to step forward and say, Lord, here I am. We were conditioned in those days that because I didn't have a father at that time, at the age of 15, 16, no father, I would not understand what the protection, provision, and the presence of a father would mean. In fact, they would preach and preach and preach, and I would sit there like someone who just didn't understand. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And today, I pray, sir, ma'am, that you will get it. John 3.16, one of the most powerful scriptures you'll find in your Bible. It is Christmas time. We've just had Christmas. The turkey was out. The turkey was eaten. And now we look like turkeys. Can you believe it? What an incredible thing. But one of the most beautiful things is that we're always expectant of 
this gift at Christmas time. I don't know about you, but Christmas time, there's this frenzy with my son, Zach, and Lee. They've got these expectant eyes, this face that says, what have you bought me? What is the gift that you've given me? And on Christmas Eve, we would love, we, we, we open the gifts, and we sit with them and see their faces. And you would see that beautiful smile, the surprise in their eyes when they see that they've received exactly what they asked for, or at least what they desired. What a beautiful picture of a father who could provide for his sons at that time. To see a son light up to receive a good gift, a beautiful gift. John 3.16 is one of our prayers at night. And uh, Zachary is now three years old, so he, starts, he started showering. He doesn't want to bath anymore. He thinks he's too big to bath. So he's in the shower, and then I shower him. And when he's done, we go to the bedroom, and that's where we prep him. Jen will rub him out, put on his pajamas, and then we'll read a Bible story, which he loves so much, myself, Lee, Zachary, and Jen, when we sit together, and just really reading God's word, word to each other. And Zachary would sit there and listen as we pray. We start off with the Our Father. Incredible. At this stage, Zachary knows the Our Father. He can pray that. Lee prays the Our Father. Jane prays the Our Father. I pray the Our Father. And during the course of the time, we would pray for the church. We would pray for the leadership. We would pray for Junior Junction, the preschool. We would pray for our friends and families. But we end off with one scripture, John 3.16. And I would say that every single night. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. So much so that one morning when I was having my coffee and my quiet time, Zachary got up out of his bed and he ran to me as I was in the lounge and he uttered these words, For God so loved the world, the whole of John 3, 16. Wow, what a proud moment for a dad when his three-year-old son can really uh, recite that verse? Does he know everything about it? Of course not. But is it my desire for my son to one day take that scripture and open it up and understand it fully? Yes, it is. It is the desire, as it is my desire, it is the, the desire, sorry, it is the desire of the Father in heaven for you too to open that scripture and understand the beautiful gift he's given us. Today, we are We've just had our first COVID-19 Christmas. We're heading into our first COVID-19 New Year. And uh, all seems sort of in lockdown. You can't really express yourself. You can't really go out and have fun with people. It's a different, different uh, time of, of our lives. In fact, it's an unprecedented time. You've heard that word before, unprecedented. A word that has come through to us through and through, throughout this year, unprecedented. And can you believe it? Here we are, and God is still on his throne. God is still leading. God is not uh, uh, shaken by what is happening on this earth. There's still peace and joy in his kingdom. And I want to encourage us this morning. I want to encourage us that there is still peace and joy in his kingdom. I often love to quote this scripture at funerals. Um, it, is, it is the one time that you would find a people or an audience that is contemplating life. They contemplate life in terms of where they are going, knowing that one of their friends, family members have just passed away. 
They contemplate, where am I going? What is going to happen to me when I die? And who said so? And I love this scripture. I put the scripture out there. And the, one of the favorite ones that I put out, of the, out there in John 3.16 is this. That whoever believes in him, what an invitation that God has given us. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I know that out there, sir, ma'am, I know that deep down in your heart, if you do not know this Jesus, that you have a desire in your heart to know where you're going one day. You have a desire in your heart. In fact, every night you might be putting your head on the pillow wondering what would happen to you if you die one day. The answer lies with Jesus. The answer lies with Jesus. The one who conquered death rose again to give us the confidence to know that we have got peace with God through him. And I know through Christmas time we've been receiving gifts. And I understand that gifts are great things. But those gifts will come and they will go. They'll get old. But God has given us a gift that will last a lifetime. A gift that will last into eternity. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. His gift is present. His gift covers our past. And his gift will cover our future. Jesus has done it all. He is the gift that keeps on giving. My plea to you this morning is that you will see God as a provider. You'll see God as the protector. And you'll see God as a promise keeper. Because that's who he is. That is his nature. And I pray this morning that as we speak about this scripture, that you'll see God for who he is, for who he truly is, his nature and his character. God is love. He's a provider and a protector. This morning I've got two points that I'd like to share with you. And uh, I'm literally going to break up John 3.16 in two, two parts. And I'll share that with you. Number one, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Can you believe that? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. What intense love must that be that the prince of glory would come down as a gift to us? What intense love God has given us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. His expression of love is in his giving. His expression of love is in, in the cost of giving Jesus Christ as a savior to the world. It is an incredible thing to understand that God is a provider. God has always been giving. Don't get me wrong, in Genesis, in Exodus, Leviticus, throughout the Bible, we see God as a provider. We see God as the one who fulfills all his promises. He's always provided. He always will provide. And through Jesus Christ, he's covered the past, the present, and the future as a provider to us. But he has provided not just a gift. He has provided a treasure for us, a treasure to hold on. His name is Jesus. In Genesis 22, Abram takes his son Isaac to Mount Moriah to be sacrificed. In fact, Abram is carrying the fire, and, and Isaac is carrying the wood. And as they're walking to Mount Moriah, Isaac is saying, hold on, something is stranger. It doesn't fit the scene. You're going to offer a sacrifice. Where is the sacrifice? Isaac asks Abram. And Abram turns to him and says, don't worry, son. God will provide. 
God will provide. What a promise to uh, Abram's faith that God will provide. What a promise to us as we read those scriptures, God will provide. And he did provide through his son, Jesus Christ, the ultimate gift that he's given us, the ultimate sacrifice that came down to earth for us so that we can enjoy eternal life. Romans 5, 8 says this, but God demonstrated his love, his own love. Sorry, let me read that. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, man, we were enemies of God. If we are sinners and we don't know Jesus, we remain enemies of God. Can I encourage you? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That gift is readily available. Turn to the cross, fall on your knees, repent of your sins, and receive the free gift of Jesus Christ. What a beautiful gift. God is a provider. I remember... Um, when I was at primary school, I stood in the line. Every time we had interval, we would go back into our line and wait until we were released to go into our classroom. And at that stage, the principal came in. I was 10 years old, and he took me by the shoulder, and he, he pulled me towards his office. And the whole school just went quiet. Those are not the kind of scenes you want to see at a school. You don't want to see a principal come to you, take you on the shoulder, and then take you to his office. Everybody knows what's going to go down. It is a bad thing, I tell you, because no one has ever gone to a principal's office and received anything good. So there I was, sitting outside the principal's office, waiting patiently, sitting there worrying, what did I do wrong? Is he going to tell my mom? I am nervous. And it's this bench outside in the corridor, and it's cold and dark, and the wind is gushing through this corridor, and you're watching, and you're looking into the office, and there he is. And suddenly he comes outside and he says, come inside. And I went inside, bare feet. I didn't have shoes. We weren't that rich. We weren't that poor either, but I didn't have shoes, and I sat down. And out of his bag, he pulled cream crackers and cheese, and he got me a cup of tea, and he said, here, son, have this. What an incredible incredible thing. There I was thinking that I've done something wrong, didn't deserve it, but I got something that filled the hunger that I had inside of me. No, not the shoes. He didn't give me a pair of shoes, but he filled the hunger inside of me. So ma'am, can I just say, God gave us a gift, not so that we can have beautiful cars or excellent health or anything that we desire, but God gave us a gift that hit the spot. He gave us a gift that we needed, an extravagant gift. When we were hungry, he gave us an extravagant gift. His name is Jesus, not just any gift, but the Savior of the world. Part 2, John 3.16 continues, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. These are the promises and the protection that God has for us. We know that we are people who love making promises. I know I make promises, and as soon as I make the promise, I break the promise. Man, I try my hardest to keep the promise. You know, like with Zachary, I'd say, don't worry, my son. Tomorrow morning, we'll go out, and we'll go play, and tomorrow morning comes. I don't wake up. I lie in bed. Zachary's knocking on the door, screaming, da-da, da-da, da-da. You said you're going to play with me. I was like, yeah, I'm coming now. I'm so tired. I'm coming now, Zachary. Don't worry. I'm coming now. And then 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we end up playing. <laughs> but it's, it's not the early morning time that I promised him, because Zach wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and he wants to play. He doesn't understand that. But God holds on to his promises, and that's the beauty of who he is. He is faithful. Philippians 1.6 says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out onto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's made a promise, and he will protect that promise. 
He is the one who is going to carry it out, sir, ma'am. Not you. Not through your works. Not through your efforts. Christ is the one that's going to do it for you. John 10, 28, 30 says this, as God is the one who holds our salvation, as God is the one who provides, he says this, I give them eternal life, that is provision, and they shall never perish, that is the promise. No one will snatch them out of my hand, that is the protection. Can you believe that? That's such an incredible scripture, that God is the one who provides, he has the promises, and he's the one who gives protection to our salvation. You're not the one that's going to hold on to your salvation. He's the one that will carry you through. So, ma'am. And so now we're concluding. And I know that there are many of you, as we've gone through 2020, struggling. We know we've received many reports of people who are hungry at this time, lost jobs, marriages have gone down. So, ma'am, I want to ask you this question today. Where is your confidence? Who is it in? And how sure are you that 2021 is going to better, be better than 2020? Where is your confidence? Who is it in? And how sure are you that 2021 is going to be better than 2020? The most incredible thing about John 3.16 is that it's written in the past, is written in the present, and it's got a future promise, a beautiful thing. And I know that through that promise, God has covered all of eternity, past, present, and future. So, ma'am, I want to tell you that God has cleansed you and has saved you from your past, that presently he is with you, and that he'll continue to walk with you. But, sir, man, he's got a glorious future for you, eternal life that is given and promised to you. Turn towards Christ Jesus. Fall on your knees before the cross. Repent. And God, who loves you, will save you. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. What a gift. This season, I want to let you know that Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. Regardless of where you are, regardless of what you've done, and regardless of where you're heading. So, ma'am, I want to tell you that Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are beautiful. You are awesome. You are the mighty God, the one who is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, God, that your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you that you've taken care of our past. Thank you that you are walking with us in, in, in right now. Right now that you are walking with us, God. And thank you, God, that you will lead us home. Surely goodness, mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house forever. I pray this morning that you receive the beautiful gift of Jesus Christ. Amen.